0: Hi guys, this is Travis and Kyle Baylitz with Beyond Bipolar Blog. Today is a special occasion for Beyond Bipolar Blog because Kyle and I have reached 100 subscribers on YouTube. Now the reason why this is so important is because when you reach 100 subscribers, you can design your own link. So with the random link before, it is now www.youtube.com Slash Beyond Bipolar Blog, B-E-Y-O-N-D B-I-P-O-L-A-R B-L-O-G. Beyond Bipolar Blog. We also got a Facebook link with that as well. It's Facebook.com/slash Beyond Bipolar Blog. So this is why it's as exciting as it should be because we take we, off our clothes. Well. Not today but today is very special as I stated because we reached 100 subscribers and it's all thanks to you. This literally took two years so all natural views. It's very impressive because before we had 100 views we had other channels and we actually bought our views but this was all natural so this is why it's very special. My goal is to reach a thousand subscribers. I don't really have a timeline, but I'm do. I do hope this gains a lot of popularity in the future because I'm very passionate and excited to share with you guys my experience and my mental health regarding bipolar disorder and other mental health related activities. So basically, the story with Beyond Bipolar Blog is that I think we started it like in two thousand twelve on a real group station, and I had a talk with my brother and. We pretty much decided that I think our our music should be a total separate thing from mental health, and I know we had some sort of audience that's liked our, like kind of like our mental health slash comedy kind of gigs, and the music was more, just pr- strictly music and professional, which is, has now it become. We increase the production level, the quality. It, it's awesome. So please visit Real Group Station. Uh, it's YouTube.com slash Real Group Station. R E A L G R O U P S T A T I O N, and all the Beyond Bipolar blog. Even though some of them are older, and you could probably see a weight difference between some uh, my brother and some of the videos. Uh, a lot of it is now. Everything is now on every mental. Everything mental health is now on Beyond Bipolar blog, and we hope to uh, t- talk more about that. And I think the impressive thing is now. Even though it's called, my brother does have uh, illness, a disability. Right now, it doesn't control his life. And uh, because of that, there really isn't any necessary need for new content. So I decided, so I suggested to my brother that maybe it would be good to make uh, inspirational type videos instead. Or or just be an educator, which now the channel has become. It's it's less of the grueling, uh, honest days of... of struggling with bipolar but now it's just more functioning as kind of a as a normal human being so anyways let's get to it today is going to be the first day in which i try to give advice regarding my mental health experience and life experience in general kyle does not actually know the topic yet until i actually expressively talk about it so today we're going to talk about life by design When you think of life by design, what does that mean to you? Does that mean life is meaningless? Does that mean life has a purpose? Well, today I want to try to talk to you about life experiences and how to have a good life. Now, you may be wondering, well, is this something that's going to offend me? Is this something I should listen to? Is this something that will help me? Is this the reason why you're successful? Well, I'll let you know right away is that Everything I tell you right now is based on experience. It is all opinion. It is not fact. So take it with a grain of salt whether you believe it or not. However, I do have some advice that I want to give to you and I want to make a contribution to other people like you that are listening to this channel and want to have some advice and want to have some inspiration to listen to while you're dealing with your own mental health processes. Now, to start things off, In order to have a meaningful life and not make a video that says life is meaningless, which gets a whole bunch of views, you got to design your own life. You got to live life by your own design. creating your own life. Which basically means you write your own story. You don't have someone write that for you. You take the initiative, you take the determination, you take the desire in spite of all failures, and you create the chapter in your life. Now, there's some people out there that pretty much say, why me? Life is meaningless. There's some people out there that might essentially say that, you know, I, I, I'm in this habit that I can't seem to have any control of my life. Well, a lot of that is not based on what the environment you live in. It's actually based on your own perception. And that is that you have your own choice and you have the choice to design your own life. So that's what I want to tell you today is that you have the choice to design your life or you actually have the choice to let others take control of you. You have the choice to let life take control of you versus you taking control of it. So why is this important? Well, there was a video back in the day which I talk about several times is this Life is Meaningless video that people seem to relate. It's my highest viewed video and apparently people seem to really adjust and are attracted to the fact that life is meaningless. Well, I'm here to promote healthy living, a healthy lifestyle that promotes wellness versus unwellness, versus life is meaningless, versus an unimpaired, unproductive life. So what I want to tell you today is give you life advice on why living your life by design should be intentional. Now, when the word comes to intention, that means you have to be consciously aware of what you do. You can't just be a machine in a cog or you can't just be a sheep in a cog that, you know, is handed to life. You got to actually grab life by the horns and take control of your life. Now, the reason why I want to talk to this because I know someone, my brother's ex, apparently she just paid him back uh, money that she owed him due to jail time. And she's continuously to follow this misleading path that's chaotic, unproductive, meaningless, damaging. damaging, and very controlling in her life to the point that I feel she has no control. Whether she's aware of it or not, I feel she has no control. She doesn't live life by her own design. She lives life as though life is taking control of her that life is based on chaos, The reason why I mention is is that you know, there's three adjectives that I can describe my lifestyle right now. Number one, is it based on addiction? Is it based on habit? Or is it based on ambition? Well, for her, does it sound very obvious to say that I'm addicted to drugs, or I'm ambitious for drugs, or I'm an ambitious drug dealer, or I'm a drug addict. So, Apparently, you can make the decision on that. I'm pretty obvious you know that there's no such thing as an ambitious drug dealer. Or the fact is that it's probably very counterintuitive in terms of what you want. In terms of living a successful and healthy lifestyle. Minus there might be money in it. But I just want to suggest to you that she's not living life by design. She basically let life control her. For instance... No matter what we tell her, she does not listen. And I feel that if you want to live a life of design, you got to listen to others. People might suggest that you got to look up to your peers, but that's only partially true. You don't want to just look up to your peers. You want to help your peers. And most importantly, you want to look up to leaders. People that are experts in the field that have life experience that can teach you ways to help your other peers in the same situation that you've derived from and have begun to experience a more wholesome life. For her, she is reluctant. So she's been in an ERTS. We tell her to go to an ERTS. She's finally gone to an ERTS. She ends up having fights with someone in the ERTS and then she ends up going to a hotel back and forth. Hotel, ertz, homeless, a really broken home. Area with is is smelly with cat feces everywhere. A very dirty home, and that is the lifestyle she chooses to live. Now, if you look at me, or you take someone advice here, this is a life that I would not want to live by design. Is there any information that you want to discuss about so, it in terms of? I guess life I wanted to design? talk about creating your own life. I read a post saying that life is about ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent of how you react. So, only in, in the end, it's about. Learning not to just control your emotions, but just trying to feel the emotions, but uh, learn to put it into something useful. So now this adds on to it. So a lot of people I feel like are stuck in this endless destructive cycle, back and forth, back and forth. And some just can't even start at all. But I imagine it like this. And I like this analogy. So imagine a big boulder and you're trying to push it down a hill when you first start to push it, it it's hard and you just don't want to do it. And even me and my brother, I'm sure, when you start a habit, it's it's just like that. But once you keep pushing, the momentum keeps uh, rolling once it, you are able to get it off that ledge and it starts rolling faster and faster and things get easier. So, in a way, I really feel like happiness is not exactly the means to an end, it is conditional. But in the end, it is more about momentum. And you got to just keep on moving as best as you can. But that's the best way how I could uh, kind of relate it to. Once you get that boulder off the hill, it's always hard. But once you get it going, it's momentum. Kind of like my video editing. I, it, I had a heck of a time trying to start. Every time I start a project, I, I actually dread it. I dwell it. But in the end, when I look at the, the end finished project. It's about satisfaction, and now it's actually fun between the middle and the end because I got that momentum. It's it's all about that momentum. When you start a good habit now, it will prepare you for the future, and it will allow you to live a more productive and happier life. Doing nothing is a choice, and that's okay to do that sometimes, but not all the time. You need to have a balance. I really believe once you kind of cry it all out, you do kind of got to... Keep moving, find a hobby, even if you can't hold a job, find a hobby, volunteer, you gotta do something. I, I feel like doing nothing is actually probably the worst thing. It's okay to do it for a little bit, acknowledge it, feel it, and then you try to move on from it and try to get yourself out of the puddle. And I guarantee you it will be hard once you start, but once you get that thing going, you, you it'll be a lot easier. Kind of like how your, your lifestyle and doing weightlifting and going to the gym Maybe you can relate to that. Well, let's talk with this further and dive deeper into it. How does this analogy relate to mental health? Well, for instance, I have this friend. Let's take an experience. I have this friend with schizophrenia. He's hearing voices and he's suicidal. Number one, you can sit with it, do nothing, or two, take action. So... The most important thing is you got to take that self-responsibility. You can't have others do that for you. You got to take responsibility to take action. And then you got to find what actions you can take. And then you got to decide what action is most important. It could be number one for me. As I look back on my, my, my life experiences, I've been to seven hospitalizations. I've been to two partial hospitalizations. I've been to DBT for six months. I have had a a job that was just there to keep me busy in a sense. That was not living life by design. I was living life based on survival. But now that I think about it, I feel like all this stuff, including therapy, including psychiatry, the best thing that helped me was the medication regimen. It was seeing a psychiatrist, It was dealing with the meds. It was making sure that I can tune my medications to the best that I can. And if it doesn't work, I keep discussing with my psychiatrist about what I can do to change the medication, to better my life, to better the results in which I'm not feeling suicidal, to better the results where I'm not having voices that tell me to kill myself. So the practical sense is what you did, is that you actually, first you needed to find a support person to actually help you get the psychiatrist or maybe sign up for a psychiatrist so my biggest mistake is that I let life control me I basically was with the nurse practitioner you know I suggested to her that I wanted to be on an antidepressant, but she was this person that like whoa you can't do that you're bipolar you're gonna become manic things like that and it lasted for an entire year I was in a nurse for three months suffering just because of a psychiatrist that refused do you remember, to... This reminds me of something. Do you remember when my previous girlfriend kind of egged you on when you said that... She, uh, when you were crying that the psychiatrist forced meds down your throat, do you feel like you still had a choice? Because remember, she kind of alluded that it was still your choice in the end. What's your opinion on that? You know, is it... Do you take meds or do you not take meds? I'm at a point where I feel... I got to take meds in order to live a productive life. Now you may be at that point in life where you feel like I don't want to take meds. I want to go holistic or I don't want to change. I don't want responsibility. But if you want to live that way, go ahead. But it may or may not work for you. But for me, it did not work. So back in the day when I was stubborn to take medications, I blame these doctors for stuffing medications on my throat. I feel intentionally that what happened was very traumatic because the akathisia, the restlessness in my legs, the more increased suicidal ideations, the somnolence, I was very angry because I felt like they weren't listening to me. I was still feeling like crap. And essentially all I wanted to do was feel better, not necessarily take a whole bunch of meds. But now that I'm past that, now that I've been on like 20 different medications, eight antipsychotics, five antidepressants, three different anti-anxiety medications, three different sleep medications, uh, a couple different blood pressure medications. I'm at a point where I realize I'm glad I went through that because now I'm in a much better position. And that's what you have to get to. You have to realize that when you go uphill, you're pushing that rock. It's going to be very, very challenging. The problem is people stop, so it's always going to be resting on them. That bolt is always going to be resting on them. But you don't know when that other slope is going downhill. It could be today, tomorrow, in, in a year. You don't know that, but you have to keep trying. You have to keep taking action. You have to keep living life by your own design. You can't just let life overwhelm you. You have to take life by the horns and you got to take action. Now, this actually brings up another topic. Even though my brother and I are supporters of mental health, I really believe that in the end, it's about the person's responsibility. So in the end, we can try to give advice, we can try to to aid uh, and give you the best uh, process and steps that you gotta take, but in the end, it all comes to you. And that's all about personal responsibility. I don't believe in enabling somebody and babying them for the rest of their life because in the end, they likely won't learn anything. And sometimes it seems like the best thing rather than force somebody to do something, uh, in the end, the person learns that they're just sick and, of being sick and tired, and in the end, they they themselves take the responsibility to better their life. Only you yourself can better your life, not your family, not your friends, not nobody. It it's it's a sad, It's I guess it's kind of a difficult and sad reality, but it's also kind of proving that you do have control. You do you can take responsibility, even though if it feels hopeless, you still have the choice to. Uh, choose to do drugs or not do drugs or choose to better yourself and uh, better your relationships with others or choose not to. It's In the end, I think no matter all the trauma, no matter the suffering, it still is, you may not be able to uh, control the reactions, but you can always choose what you can do about it. That's a very good life lesson. Another thing I want to suggest to you guys is that Everyone lives a very individual lifestyle. Not everyone experiences the same thing. Everyone experiences and reacts to a different way. But the bottom line is this. If you want to get ahead in life, you got to live life by design. You got to create your own life. You can't simply just mope and say, why is me? You got to actually do something about it because that is only going to push you to actually commit suicide. It's going to promote you to do something bad. Now, I feel like Addiction and ambition is one and the same. It's just one is negative, one is positive. You might ask me, well, Travis, you don't have an addiction. I have an addiction. I have a dual diagnosis. I have this and that. I have a worst case of bipolar. I have a worst case of schizophrenia. Wait a true. minute. You aren't schizophrenic. Wait a minute. You don't have borderline personality disorder. Well, it's true. I don't share these exact same life experiences, But I can learn from something because you might ask myself, you might ask me, well, why are you not addicted to something? Why are you living this lifestyle that I'm not living? Well, it's because of my life choices that I've done. I might be prone to bipolar. I might be prone to a certain uh, environment, but... That doesn't mean that is something permanent. That can be temporary. This and brings another notion that you're not your diagnosis, too, and that people have to understand that. So, so many people want to say, I am bipolar, or, I'm or I am schizophrenic, I'm or I am mentally ill. It's really bad to say that because consciously you make that assumption that what you identify is. But if you say, I have versus I am. Or I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with, I'm managing, that has a lot less... You know, negative terminology. The role to... of intention, the, of words, of your self talk, of what you say to yourself is extremely important. So, anyways, it's good to develop good habits. It's good to have very high functioning ambitions. You don't want to develop into self hated addictions, healthy, unhealthy lifestyles, things like that. Because, you know, yes. I'd never had a drug addiction. Yes, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've actually learned to make better decisions in my life, and I have not resulted in these. So take this, look at it, and see that this is the reason why I'm not addicted to alcohol. This is the reason why I'm not addicted to drugs. Is you look at my life, it's because, number one, I take my medications. I do it on a routinely basis. Right now, I'm not seeing a... A therapist. I'm not busy. going to DBT. Busy, I'm not busy. in a hospital. I'm not in a partial hospitalization. Well, why is that? Because number one, medications work for me, and I feel like I don't need these unnecessary things. At the time, they were necessary, but now that I look back, as of right now, I do not need these things. So you're probably thinking, well, I want to get to that state. Well, you got to go on a whole bunch of medications. You got to test the waters on things. That's the only way to get where you really want to go. You can't simply just. You know, make a decision. Oh, this med sucks. I don't want to be on it no more. Oh, this makes me tired. It's making me less productive. I feel brain fog. Well, you know, I've been on Latuda almost uh, seven years now. And in the beginning, I would sleep 12 to 14 hours. I would never wake up. And now I barely get enough sleep where I get eight to 10 hours of sleep. And it's very hard to sleep on time because I got adjusted to the medications. So... In a way, you got to be patient, but at the same time, you got to think that time is on your side, that you have to have the urgency to make changes in your life. You have to feel like you want to have a better life. You want to have intentionally do something better with your life. Again, it's about perspective. If you're continuing, it's okay to feel those negative thoughts, and we all do. All all of us feel shitty, but in the end, you got to be careful of the self-talk that you're saying to you. I, I know there's... There's always the term being toxic positivity, but there's a usefulness in actually trying to hope for the better, think for the better, because in the end, that's what you want to aim for. And when you continue to build that muscle in your brain of thinking more positive thoughts, thinking that there is hope for you, you you more than likely will want to make changes and, and uh better your life and, and feel better about yourself. Again, it's about perspective. Right now, it may seem like shit, but you don't know, like Travis said, from... Years from now, no one's a fortune teller, so there always exists hope. There always exists change. It just is all on you to make that change. And even if it's one small step, set up a psychiatrist appointment, set up a therapist appointment, uh, talk to a, a close member, call the the hotline, anything like that. You know, remember how I said that you want to help your peers and you want to look up to mentors, you want to look up to leaders. Well. This is why that's important because if you look at your peers, you're gonna realize that you inherit some of their feelings, their opinions, their, you know, just the gist of their lifestyle and that could be negative. It's like, for instance, if you have a toxic friend, that toxicity can actually grapple onto you and that is something that's not good because, you know, I feel like negativity breeds negativity. But at the same time, on the opposite end, if you have a really good leader, a really good person that is actually someone that you want to mentor with, that brings a positive change, not a negative change. So with that positive change will bring more positive change. It just depends on what spectrum you want to go to. Do you want to follow a leader or do you want to follow a follower that simply might not be living the life that they really intend? And speaking about that, when you're dealing with the dual diagnosis, I do respect you more I, I really think that may be a harder path than just someone that's mentally that's suffering from a mental disorder but then again what Travis is talking about you got to be careful of your connections you want to avoid people that are are doing drugs you want to avoid people that are just bringing you down you want to avoid those toxic things not all the time you can not all the time you can you avoid them but primarily most of the time it depends on your environment and you'd rather want to be, live in a group home where it's safe and not with a bunch of druggies where you're prone to go back to that kind of bad lifestyle. So in a nutshell, there's this friend of mine that, you know, he's forgetting to take his medications because not he good. oversleeps. Which is not good. He feels that a group home might be necessary and that might be something That's smart. That he might need he to consider because then a nurse would be there to provide him the medications for him to wake up. And he's aware to accept the help too, so I commend him for that. So there's nothing absolutely wrong with the decision. You might think, well, he's not living on his own. He he wants to go to school, but he can't because of all these mental health issues. Well, everyone has their own perspective on life and, you know, everyone actually develops a certain type of satisfaction with their life depending on what you're led with, you know. The truth is, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make that, that horse, horse drink. It. So, the reality is, with with this conversation, or with this advice I'm giving you, is that I'm here to give you advice. I want you to listen. Now it's up to you to take that advice and do what you need to do appropriately. So, is there anything else you want to add? Will we be showing her before and after picks shirtless or is that something separate? Alright, so Kyle wants to do a before and after pick of shirtless. We'll do that in another video. I'm actually making another channel and like Lel actually placed the video in the end of this video about our body transformation. We literally lost like I lost Fifty two pounds, call us Like twenty seven. Twenty seven. So that's apparently over seventy five plus weight loss. So that's a big difference in two years. So stay tuned we made for future big videos, gains, guys. We did, and I don't regret that decision. It's I'm looking forward to opening the gym. The Minnesota just opened the vaccine. Uh, see that that is another issue. Uh, no one can control the COVID. So because of that, we don't we can't go to the gym, but. We still made the choice to work out at home, go runs outside. So in the end, it's about adaption as well. So I think that I that's all I could say for now. So I think that pretty much ends this video. I happy just, 100, everybody. Happy 100, exactly. Because once again, if you haven't heard the news, please share this video. Please subscribe. The link is www.youtube.com slash beyondmypolarblog. Is that it? Along, and you can go to the Facebook one as well. Always message us. You're always open to message. Uh, My brother's been more active. Uh, Again, if you have any trouble, always call the suicide hotline or just talk to one of us. So comment, like, subscribe, and hit the bell button if you want to receive more notifications on future videos. Thanks. Mental health education for uh, bipolar uh, situations. And for more inspiration. I think that's what we're going to lead to. Better ideas and better things. All right, thanks. Bye.